What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the All Things Sports Podcast. I'm your guy, JR, and thanks for tuning in as I take you across the world of sports. I'll share with you the major storylines, give you updates, and my opinions on different topics. Let's go. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the All Things Sports Podcast with your guy, JR. Today is Monday, December 19th, six days away from Christmas. Hope you all have got all your Christmas shopping done. If not, go get your Christmas shopping done for your loved ones, friends, and family. Go ahead and knock that out. But uh, hopefully, for those of you that's early Christmas shoppers, you got it done. For those of you that's late Christmas shoppers, knock it out. But anyways, six days away great time of the year i love christmas time um but today we're going to talk this episode is not going to be too long because i am behind a little bit i did not get an episode to you guys out to out to you guys got a little tongue twisted there excuse me i did not get an episode out to you guys last week um was on vacation so i really didn't have a chance to um get an episode out and if you haven't been to dollywood in tennessee during the christmas time I advise you to go. It's fun. It's fun time. Beautiful scenery with the lights, um, all the rides for the kids, the games, the food, just everything about it. Now it's cold. You have to bundle up, but it was an amazing time, and I enjoyed every second of it with my family. So you should definitely uh, check it out. It's great. But back on the subject, I didn't get a chance to get a episode out to you guys. So therefore, I missed my picks. I missed some predictions that I wanted to get to you guys about the games that happened. But uh, we'll get to all that in the NFL, and we'll get to, um, you know, my picks for the upcoming week and just some of my thoughts. But I'm going to give you a short rundown version of the last two weeks of my thoughts that's going around sports. So this episode won't be super long. It's just going to be something to, that I get to you just on some of the major stuff that's happened. And as we go along, you know, for the rest of the year, we'll break down more of the games in depth in the NFL. But for now, today, tonight, uh, this is just going to be an episode just to uh, get you the information, get you some of the main things that's just been on my mind that I want to talk about. So, without further ado, the All Things Sports Podcast with your guy, JR. Let's start off with some college football. So, looking at the college landscape, there's a bunch of bowl games that's going on. And I'm not going to cover all the bowl games because if I were to cover the bowl games, we would be here all day there's a lot of bowl games going on i encourage you to watch them they're awesome one that did strike me was frank gore jr i I can't remember what school he plays for maybe southern miss or something like that 329 rushing yards i think something like four or five touchdowns just an unreal performance by frank gore jr Uh, hence the name frank gore his dad all-time great running back third all-time in NFL history with 15,000 yards rushing i actually think it's 15,001 it's something like that. Yards rushing, great running back, but his son put on a heck of a performance. If you have not seen the highlights of that game, go watch it. Dude was running everywhere. Average like 15.7 yards to carry. Just something unreal. Unreal game. Awesome bowl game. That's what I like about the bowl games. You have kids out there that are trying to make it to the lead, that's playing real hard, but then you have those that just want to sit out, and we'll touch base on that later. But first off, uh, what I want to talk about, and before I get into the two things I have, I will break down the matchup in the playoffs on our next episode. Um, was going to do it today, but I'm going to wait. So on the next episode of All Things Sports, I will break down each game, what I think is going to happen, who I think has the advantages, disadvantages, things like that. So normally I don't spend a lot of time on college football in that uh, aspect, but we're going to break down each game. We're going to break down Georgia versus Ohio State and TCU versus Michigan. Who I think is going to come out of each game, give you some stats, give you some, you know, what I see from a fan perspective. Um, and that's what this is, guys. That's why I bring this podcast to you. It's to cover sports. I love, I told you guys before, I love stats. Stats are part of the game, but it's not all the game, right? It's eye test. It's knowing the game, right? And I don't know everything about each one, but I know a little bit. So 
I'm going to bring to you what I see, who I think is going to win, some stats behind it, and just, you know, just knowledge of the game a little bit and and and, and, and eye test. That's a big part of what we of what we see, right? So I'm going to break that down to you next go around. But for today, let's jump into this first, something that's been on my mind that's been bothering me. The transfer transfer portal has ruined the college football landscape. I'm sorry. I do not like it. And I think that it has ruined everything about college football. I mean, the thing, the main thing that I don't like about it is we have now allowed young men to just, and even women, I guess, and, and basketball, we have now allowed them to just say, you know what, man, I got beat out. I didn't, you know, maybe they came into uh, camp. Let's say you come into camp, you know, you got Joe A and you got John B right here. And, you know, Joe A beats out John B for the starting gig. Now John B's like, you know what? I didn't win a starting job. I can just transfer. And they transfer and they go play somewhere else. The transfer portal has enabled these young men and women across college sports to say, you know what? I ain't got to work hard for it because somebody else will give it to me, right? Somebody else will give me a shot. Somebody else will give me an opportunity. That's that's no, that's not it. That It drives me insane that we allow these college athletes to just Oh, well, I got beat out. I'm going to move on. Oh, well, I don't like what he said to me. Oh, I don't like what the coach did to me. Oh, I don't like the way the coach um, coached me. So I'm just going to transfer and find a quote-unquote better situation for me. What about staying there, working hard, and beating out the guy that beat you? For instance, Jalen Hurts. That's why I love Jalen Hurts, and we're going to dig into him later as well. But that's why I love Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts starred at Alabama, got beat out by Tua, Tua came in, played well, played really well. But when Tua got hurt, guess who was there ready to pick up the slack and win the next championship? Jalen Hurts was. If Jalen Hurts would have said, you know what, Tua beat me out in the middle of the season, I'm leaving. He could have left and went. And, and, and you know he left anyway and went to Oklahoma and did great things. But he could have left and said, you know what, I'm leaving right here in the middle of the season. No, he stuck it out. He played great. He stuck it out. He worked hard. He continued to put the reps in. He continued to put the work in. And he said, you know what? Even though I got beat out, I'm going to stay here and prove to myself and prove to everybody that hard work beats talent, that hard work beats everything else. And it did. His hard work paid off. He came back, helped them win a national championship. Then he said, you know what? I'm going to transfer to Oklahoma. I have no problem with it then because he stuck it out. He stuck it out. He said he didn't give up in the middle of the season. He worked hard. He put the work in. Then he transferred once he graduated. That I had no problem with. I've never had a problem with somebody transferring after they graduated. That's fine. But don't use the transfer portal as a way of just, you know, as a cop-out, which is what these kids are doing. And we're teaching them this. And then that translates to life for them. They think, oh, well, since I didn't get this promotion or this job, I'm just going to leave because somebody else will give it to me. Then they leave. Then you create little monsters that don't know how to work, that don't know how to value hard work, they don't, that don't know how to value these simple things in life. This transfer portal is the worst thing that has happened to college football, and I absolutely hate it. And I wish, I wish we didn't have it because there are thousands of young athletes, young men and women that get in this portal and just think, well, I can just go anywhere right now and play whatever. I, I don't like it. It's ruined college football. So... I really wish we didn't have it, but it is what it is at this point, and I really wish college football could do something about it, but I think they've reached a point now to where it's just out of hand, right? It's 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 out of hand. There's nothing, there's nothing that you're going to do to stop it. You have NIL deals out here giving out millions of dollars to these kids. It, it's just a it, it's a it's a circus at sometimes to me. That as soon as the season ends, you see thousands of college athletes enter this portal to try to go somewhere else. Complete joke to me. So that's just my two cents on the transfer portal. Don't know if you guys feel the same way I do. Uh, leave me some comments or leave me some messages on, you know, on Spotify, on Apple. Leave me some comments on this episode. Let me know if you feel the same way. Let me know if you feel like it's ruined college football because I do. I feel like it's ruined everything that we, we as fans loved about college football. We used to love the excitement. We used to love the the passion these kids gave. We loved it. We used to love seeing the hard work. We used to love seeing the, man, I'm going to go get it. I'm going to go, I, I, don't matter who's in front of me, I'm going to work hard. I'm going to come back. I'm going to win. Now it's just like, oh, 
oh, Joe beat me out. I'm going to go transfer to UAB and go win that championship. That's just what happens, right? And it's, it's annoying. I don't like it. I hate it. So moving on uh, real quickly, I don't want to touch on this too long, but Deion Sanders, uh, for those of you that I'm sure everybody's seen it by now, I am kind of a couple weeks behind. Deion Sanders left Jackson State and HBCU and went to Colorado. And I've seen so many people give him so much hate for making the move. First off, let me tell you guys something. Anybody in their right mind would not turn down a few million dollar pay grade. This man was making $300,000 at Jackson State. Colorado offered him a five and a half million dollar year a deal to coach Colorado football. You really think he was going to turn it down? Would you turn it down? I'll be honest with you. I wouldn't turn it down. If I was making 300K and a, and a school came to me and said, JR, my guy, we'll pay you $5 million to come coach this team. I am going to coach the team to offer me $5.5 million a year. Like, and the other thing about it is, so so one, miss me with the whole he failed or he just jumping ship or whatever. Nobody in their right mind will turn that down. All right, so let's just go ahead and state that. You can sit here listening. Well, I would turn it down. No, you wouldn't. I don't care who you are. No, you wouldn't. If somebody offered you that substantial amount of pay raise, you're going to take the pay raise. And if you say you're not, you're lying to yourself and you're lying to everybody because you would take the pay raise. Now, to say that, the other issue I have with it is that I've seen people say, that, well, he's given up on you know, the HBCUs or he didn't finish what he started. I beg to differ. I think he did. He went there and he started something great. He brought attention to an HBCU. And for those of you that know what that means, that's a historically black college. I believe that he I believe that he brought the national attention to HBCUs. I really do. You've seen the top recruits that came. You've seen the old the past NFL players that he came to be on his coaching staff. He brought so much attention to HBCUs, and I believe it was great. You saw top recruits decommit from schools just to come play for him. Now, I believe that he made an impact there. He upgraded the facilities. He upgraded everything. Like, he, Jackson State now has a great facility. That's because of Deion Sanders, because he brought attention to it and went back and gave back. Now, he can do the same thing at Colorado, guys. Are they already an established Division I school? Yes. But they have African-American players that go there. He can still provide something for them. He can still be, he can still use them in a great way. I truly believe that. So to say that, you know, he gave up on HBCU or to say that he gave up on these guys, I don't believe that one bit. He didn't give up on anybody. Deion Sanders is he made the right move in my opinion and now what i hope happens is that he takes you know what he's done at jackson state go to colorado and does the same thing there maybe get you know recruits to come there and build that program as well and still build up young african-american men that go to colorado okay so let's not sit here and say that Deion sanders failed or that Deion sanders gave up on jackson state or gave up on you know young african-american players I simply do not believe that. I believe that Deion Sanders did the right thing, took the money, and going to take his positive attitude to uplift people, and he's going to go there and do great things at Colorado. I'm not saying that they're going to be a winner from day one. I'm not saying that they're going to win a national championship, but I do believe that Deion Sanders is going to go to Colorado, and he's going to make a lot of noise, and he's going to do a lot of great things at Colorado, all right? If you watch this press conference, he said it. He said, man, my job – is to uplift people. My job is to uplift those. He said, my journey just don't stop here. It's to uplift everyone around me, different colors, different races, uh, different ethnics. Uh, I totally messed that up. <laughs> different, you guys know what I meant. Different everything. He said that it, it's my opportunity. It's my you know, obligation to impact everyone. And that's what he's gonna do. He's prime time. He's Deion Sanders. He's the man and he's gonna make Colorado relevant i guarantee you so moving on from college football let's talk about some major league baseball some deals that have happened um the atlanta braves made a deal with the a's and the brewers they sent wilson Contreras uh to the brewers i believe which i hate that they sent him away great young catcher that we had but we got back one of the top catchers in baseball and sean murphy um defensively rated the second best catcher in baseball behind the phillies catcher catcher JT Realmuto um, 
can uh, swing the bat a little bit. So we got back an all-star um, in Sean Murphy. And, you know, we gave away an all-star in Contreras. Probably has something to do with money. Probably has something to do with, uh, you know, getting a, a better defensive a catcher along with trying to either save some money or whatnot. Not sure, but they made that deal. Chris Bassett uh, signed a three-year, $63 million deal to join the Blue Jays. Chris Bassett pitched for the Mets. Um, had a phenomenal year behind Max Scherzer and behind Jacob DeGrom. Signed a three-year, $63 million deal to the Blue Jays. Blue Jays definitely needed that deal. Uh, their pitching staff, they, Blue Jays probably make swing at the bat. They can hit home runs. They hit for power or they hit for power. They hit for average. They can get on base. That's not their issue. Their issue is pitching. So that's going to help them tremendously. He's going to step up and be the ace of that team. Um, moving on, speaking of the Mets, Brandon Nemo signs an eight-year, $162 million deal. Uh, one of the largest deals for a non-All-Star. He hasn't been an All-Star yet, but that's a massive deal. Uh, kudos to him. J.D. Martinez, uh, ex-Boston Red Sox, signs a one-year, $10 million deal with the Dodgers. I believe that's going to help them a lot. Uh, speaking of the Dodgers, Justin Turner signs a two-year, $22 million deal with the Red Sox. Cody Bellinger also signs a one-year, $17 million deal with the Cubs. And speaking of the Cubs, you guys know I have been advocating for the Braves to re-sign Dansby. I have been advocating for the Braves to make sure that, you know, do everything you can to sign Dansby. Dansby Swanson signs a seven-year, $177 million deal with the Chicago Cubs. Uh, the Braves do not re-sign him. Um, my thoughts on this real quick, I'm trying to come at it from a realistic point of view because as my fan point of view, uh, as a fan of the Atlanta Braves, longtime fan of the Atlanta Braves, kind of mad about it. I feel like you should be able to lock him up and keep him. But his uh, fiance turned wife as of, I think, last week, plays for the soccer team in Chicago. They want to start a family. He's going to be in Chicago. So that makes sense that he wanted to stay around his wife. They both make groups in Chicago, and they go from there. I understand that point. But you're going to a rebuilding franchise, and I guess that he wanted to be a face of it. I'm not sure. But you're going to a place that hasn't been winning as of late, and you leave somewhere that's won multiple division titles and competing for World Series. I just don't understand it. And maybe I'm not seeing the Braves or the business side of it. I don't know what they told him. I don't know what he was wanting. I don't know all that. But what I do know is that Dansby Swanson, to me, should have stayed home with the Atlanta Braves. He's from Atlanta, with the high school uh, in Georgia. Now, he did go to, I think, Vanderbilt College, but he should have stayed a Brave. The Braves should have done everything they could to keep him. Give him a short-term deal. Give him a two-year, $50 million deal where you pay him $25 million a year and then reevaluate it after the couple of years. You have a, the reason why I say that is you have a chance right now to continue to compete for championships for the next five to six years. They already locked up Acuna. They already locked up Albies. They already locked up Riley. They already locked up Olsen. You locked up Harris. You locked up Strider. Like, you had the opportunity to re-sign him and to realistically keep competing for years. Now, speaking of, you know, shortstops, do I think Von Grisham is going to be okay? I do. I think, you know, the surge that he showed this year, he's got some power to him. He can swing the bat some. Defensively, he's going to be okay. But, man, I just hate that Dansby got away from the Braves. Wish him nothing but luck. Hope he plays well for the Chicago Cubs. They got a good shortstop there. But I just look at that situation and think, you left a great, you know, uh, organization that's competing for World Series, you know, for this team. But, hey, like I said about Dion, it's a pay raise. Most people are going to take the pay raise. So I'm not going to be a hypocrite and sit here and say, he shouldn't have. Most people are going to take the pay raise, and I understand it. So, Dansby Swanson, hate that you're gone, man. Hopefully, you play well for the Chicago Cubs. We're going to take a short break real quick. When I get back, we're going to talk about some NFL, all things sports podcast with your guy, JR. Be right back. All right, guys, welcome back. All things sports podcast with your guy, JR. Let's jump into some NFL talk. So, like I told you guys, uh, this is going to be from the last couple of weeks. I know the Rams and Packers play tonight. I think the Rams are at the Packers. Uh, we'll, you know, dive into that after that game's over. But for now, a couple of teams I want to talk about. 
give you my power rankings, MVP talk, um, and my rant, and then we're going to get on out of here. So, let's talk about the San Francisco 49ers. Man, how great have they looked? The last two weeks, 2-0, this team still looks like a Super Bowl contending team with Brock Purdy at quarterback. You know, he's been playing well, utilizing every weapon from Debo Samuel until he got hurt. And, you know, well wishes to Debo. They say it's an MCL and an ankle that he'll be back before the regular season ends. I'm not sure if he will or not, but, hey, at least it's not season ending, so they'll get Debo back. Uh, Christian McCaffrey continues to show why he's one of the best running backs in the NFL. Uh, the thing I love what they do with McCaffrey is they haven't been overusing him. I think the game against Seattle this past uh, last week or uh, last Thursday, I think the game with Seattle, they probably, you know, I think he had like 28, 29 touches, which is the most he's had since he's been with them. So they have generally done a good job of limiting his touches to 19 to 22 touches a game, which is where you need to keep McCaffrey to keep him healthy for the stretch run. But he continues to look great. You got George Kittle. You got Brandon Ayuk. You got uh, Jennings. I forget Jennings' first name. You got Jennings. You got uh, Rory McLeod, who's been playing well. They have Jordan Mason, the third string running back behind Elijah Mitchell and McCaffrey. Like you, there are literally, you know, elite weapons everywhere. <laughs> all, Brock, all Brock Purdy has to do is not turn the ball over. And, you know, that's a quarterback-friendly system um, in that offense that Kyle Shanahan runs. They do a lot of running, a lot of running schemes, and off their running schemes, a lot of play action. So, as long as you don't turn the ball over, make the correct read, Brock Purdy's going to be just fine. And I'm going to pose a question to you guys. The 49ers might have a quarterback situation problem. What do you do, you know, if they win the Super Bowl with Brock Purdy? <laughs> do you do you stay with them? Is this like a Nick Foles, Eagles, Carson Wentz situation again? Like, do you stay with Brock Purdy? Or do you go, you know, back to Trey Lance? Like, even if they don't win the Super Bowl, let's say they get to the NFC Championship game and they win and they get to the Super Bowl and they lose. What do you do? Do you tell Brock Purdy, uh, thank you for your services, man. Go back to being second, third string, you know? Like, what do you do? I, I, Trey Lance, I'm not sold on. Like, I was expecting Trey Lance to have a big year. He's been injured. I, I, I'm not sold on Trey Lance. So what do you do as an organization if Brock Purdy continues to win? Yeah, I'm so curious to see. And then there's the threat of Tom Brady signing there next year, which I think is ridiculous, but we'll jump into that later. Um, What do you do, man? I think they're going to have a problem. You know, Garoppolo's a free agent after this year, so I expect him to sign elsewhere. But what do you do with Purdy, Brock Purdy and Trey Lance? It's yet to be seen, but that's for another time in the future. But for now, Brock Purdy continues to play well. Mr. Irrelevant from Iowa State. If you don't know what Mr. Irrelevant is, that's the last pick in the draft. He was the last pick in this past year's draft. Continues to ball out. Shout out to Brock Purdy for playing great football. Um, and shout out to this defense. What an elite defense. The best defense in the league. One of the best defenses I've seen in the last decade. I mean, this defense is elite. Um, they might be even better than the Legion of Boom. I know that's crazy to say, but this defense is it's lights out. Front seven's great. The linebacking core is <laughs> with Greenlaw, uh, Fred Warner. I mean, just what a linebacking core. And they got playmakers in the secondary everywhere. So um, just an elite defense. This team's going to be a problem come playoff uh, postseason time, and I would not want to play them. But 49ers have looked very good. And the big question with them is, what do you do with Brock Purdy going forward? But, hey, they continue to play well. Two in over the last couple weeks. And uh, they have a matchup. I cannot remember who they play this week. Let's see. The 49ers this week, they have, give me one second, they have the commander. So we'll see what happens in that game. Moving on, the Philadelphia Eagles. Man, 2-0 the last two weeks. Uh, Jalen Hurts continues to be an MVP candidate, makes his case to be the leader right now, continues to be a force on the ground with 11 rushing touchdowns. And keeps improving as a passer. Now against the Bears, he did throw for 300 yards, but he did also have two interceptions. But he ran the ball, I think, 12, 13 times, 95 yards, three touchdowns on the ground. So still got it done. Uh, but A.J. Brown had a big game, 180 yards receiving. Devontae Smith had 160. You got to remember, he's putting up these type numbers without Dallas Goddard. So Miles Sanders had a good game, but they barely squeaked past the Bears. 
and this team is just this team is dominant man this team is so good um Jalen Hurts has just been great now it came out today I saw it earlier that he may not play the Cowboys game this week because of a, a, a shoulder sprain if you've seen the clip the D tackle I think it was a tackle uh as he scrambled for the run came and hit him put his whole full body weight on him he landed on the shoulder you see in the video, he lays there for a second, gets up, finishes the game. But they're saying he may not even play this week. If he can't play, that's going to be a big deal. I think Gardner Minshew is the second or whatever he is. He's the uh, backup for that team. So I believe with that system, he can fit in and win a game for him. Not saying that he's the, you know going to produce like Jalen Hurts, but he can win a game for him until Hurts can get back. But if Hurts has to miss this game, that's going to hurt. You know, the Eagles in this game, especially a game that Dallas, the Cowboys needs, we'll get to them shortly. But, you know, for right now, the Eagles look good. Uh, defense is great. Um, Jalen Hurts is great. Elite weapons everywhere. Once it gets Dallas Goddard back, <laughs> this team's going to be, you know, tough to stop. I fully expect, um, and this is just my prediction right now, I'm going to go ahead and call it, I fully expect the Eagles and 49ers to play for the NFC Championship. I really do. I fully expect them to play for it. Don't know who's going to win it yet, but I, I fully expect expect those two teams to be playing each other for a chance to go to the Super Bowl. Clearly the two best teams in the NFC. Clearly the two best defenses in the – well, Dallas has a great defense too, but I think clearly the two best defenses in that conference, two best offenses in that – or one of the two best offenses, you know, a couple offenses in that conference. So – Fully expect the Eagles uh, to play the 49ers. The Eagles move to 13-1, and one, continue to play great uh, football. Moving on, the Chiefs. Chiefs are 2-1 on the last two weeks. Um, Subpar games from the Chiefs, to be honest with you. Subpar, you know, uh, squeaked out a win against the Broncos. Patrick Mahomes did not play his best uh, in that game. Still threw for 350 yards, three touchdowns, but also had three interceptions that, you know, he didn't need to have. Uh, and then, you know, this past week, Yesterday, they played Houston Texans, squeaked out a win in overtime. Patrick was darn near perfect in that game, though. 36-41, only five incompletions, 346 yards, two touchdowns, and a rushing touchdown. He was almost perfect. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, he continues to play great, and I think I saw that he's only like 980-something yards away from breaking the, you know, all-time single-season, you know, passing yards record, which is incredible. He continues to be – the best quarterback in the league. You guys know how I feel about Pat Mahomes. I think he's the best quarterback in the league right now. Continues to play great. We'll talk. We'll get into the MVP, MVP talk later. Want to talk about Travis Kelsey real quick? Um, I was talking to some of my, you know, my brothers about Travis Kelsey being a top five tight end of all time. They kind of just looked at me, you know. We got to a nice little, you know, back and forth about it. Let me read you something. Most receiving yards by a tight end in NFL history. This is the yards and the total games it took them to get to 10K. So Tony Gonzalez leads NFL history uh, for tight ends uh, in yards, 15,127 yards. I don't know if they'll ever be broken, but I think somebody may get it because, you know, we passed, you know, this is the passing league now. It took them 177 games to get to uh, 10K receiving yards. Jason Witten second with over 13,000 receiving yards. Took him 180 games to get to 10,000 yards. Um, Antonio Gates has 11,841 yards. Took him 179 games to get to 10,000 yards. Big play. Uncle Shea, Shannon Sharp, undisputed host, 10,060 yards. Took him to 203 games to get to 10K, which I expect because, you know, he played in a different era. Terrell Davis ran the ball a lot. He played for the Broncos and the Ravens. So I totally expect him, you know, his games to get the few 10K to be higher than everybody. Look who's next on that list. Travis Kelsey, 10,045 yards. You want to know how many games took him to get 10K? 140 games. Travis Kelsey's one of the best to ever do it. Now, again, passing league, you're going to see a lot of great, you know, you're going to see a lot of inflated numbers, but you can, you can look at Travis Kelsey and tell. One of the best catchers, got great hands as a tight end. Doesn't block the best for a tight end, which is part of the role. Doesn't block the best, but great hands, great run after catch, great IQ, great feel for the game, great feel for zone, can beat you one-on-one. Um, you know, just great feel when the play, uh, the play breaks down. But Patrick Mahomes, great feel of where to go, great connection with him. 
one of the best tight ends to do it. So just wanted to read you guys that. He got the 10K in 37 fewer games than Tony Gonzalez. I mean, it's just unreal. So one of the best tight ends to ever do it. So Travis Kelsey continues to be the best tight end in the league. It's not even close this year. Uh, and he only and he looks like he's not slowing down anytime soon. So Patrick Mahomes continues to play well. Like I said, continues to spread the ball around. The rookie Isaiah Pacheco, uh, the running back, continues to play well. Isaiah McKinnon has came in and played well. So, oh, I said Isaiah. I'm so sorry. Jared McKinnon. Jared McKinnon has played well. So, uh, the offense, let's stay with the Chiefs, guys. The offense, I ain't never been worried about. Offense is fine. Their problem is defense. How do you give up 28 points to the Denver Broncos? And y'all know how I feel about them. They some hot garbage with Russell Wilson and his backup and whoever. Hot garbage. How do you give up 28 points to them? How do you give up, you know, 24 points to the 1-11-1 and 11 and 1 Houston Texans? Like, how, how does that – how do you do that? That, that defense is – it's a problem, which is why I can't sit here today and, you know, really say, hey, the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl. I can't say that because I don't know if they can stop anybody. This defense can't stop anybody. So, they got to figure something out the last four weeks of the season. They won the division. I think it was the seventh time in a row. That is great. That's awesome. That's their first step. You know, I don't know if they'll get the number one seed. They lost to Buffalo and uh, Cincinnati. So, I don't know if they're going to get that number one seed unless you see Cincinnati and Buffalo lose, you know, two out of the last four, which probably ain't going to happen. But I, I, they ain't going to get number one seed. They'll get one home game, but that's it. They're going to have to travel to Buffalo or Cincinnati. So, I just don't know if they can stop anybody so but for now Chiefs 2-0 last couple weeks Pat Mahomes keeps being great Travis Kelsey and Andy Reid and company continues to play well now moving on how about them Cowboys see that's 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 the thing about the Cowboys is I hate giving them so much love because they're gonna do something to remind you of why they you know we, we say this about them and people make jokes about them they had to come back against the Texans on a last minute drive right and then they had they lost to a Jacksonville team who's up and coming. Now, don't get me wrong now. Trevor Lawrence has been balling the last few games. Trevor Lawrence has been a top, you know, 10 quarterback the last month of the season so far. He has been great. I think he threw for over 300 yards and four touchdowns again this game. He has been phenomenal. But you can't lose that game. You can't barely you can't barely beat the Texans and you can't lose a game against Jacksonville. Now, you can say well, they were just looking forward to Philly. They were just looking forward to playing them on Christmas. I don't want to hear none of that. You can't look. No, you play who's in front of you. So I believe that this is what Dallas Cowboy does. You start putting a lot of faith in them. You start hyping them up. Then they have one game to remind you of why they're the Dallas Cowboys of late. They should not have lost to this Jacksonville Jaguars team. And Dak Prescott, once again, this is why you cannot allow Dak Prescott to continue to throw a lot because he had a bad game. Let me read you guys something else that I found on Prescott. That Prescott has nine interceptions since week 10 of the season. No one else in the NFL has more than five. That Prescott has been a turnover machine the last few weeks of the season. So if you're going to let put the game in Dak's hands, you're going to lose. This defense wasn't the same Sunday. Don't know what they had going on to give up 40 points to Jacksonville. But this team, man, they, they continually find ways to disappoint. They continue to find ways to say, yep, that's the Cowboys, right? So, big-time game coming up against the Eagles. We'll see what they do. A uh, couple more teams I want to talk about real quick before I give you my picks and before uh, we talk about the MVP rankings and power rankings. The Bengals, you know, Bengals are 2-0 the last couple weeks. They look scary. They beat the Browns, and they destroyed – oh, I ain't going to say destroyed, but they scored 34 unanswered points against Tom Bay. Or <laughs> Tom Bay, yeah, that's what it is. Tampa Bay Buccaneers with uh, led by Tom Brady. They put a beat down on them. was down 17 to nothing, 17 to 3 going into halftime. They scored 34 unanswered points and beat them and made it look easy the second half. Joe Burrow continues to spread the ball around. Joe Burrow continues to hit Jamar Chase who's back after a fractured hip and don't like he missed a beat um, as the number one receiver. T. Higgins, who is their second, can't be a number one anywhere. Tyler Boyd, a great receiver. Joe Mixon, somebody's a P. Ryan. Um, they have weapons everywhere. Hayden Hurst, who's been out last couple weeks with injury, 
uh, this new receiver they have, man, Erwin. They, they have weapons everywhere. Beware of this Bengals team. And up until yesterday, they were the only team in the NFL that hadn't given up 300 yards passing to a quarterback. And to be completely honest with you, the only reason why they gave it up yesterday is because the game was over. And Tom Brady was out there just piling stats, honestly. I mean, let's call it like it is. He's out there just piling stats up. So this team is unreal. Um, this team is, you know, you have a top five quarterback with elite weapons. Um, yeah, I said it. Joe Burrow is a top five quarterback in this league. Uh, we'll get into that, you know, later. But you have a top five quarterback in this league, and you have a top, you know, whatever, however you want to rank Jamar Chase receiver in the league. Definitely a top ten receiver, in my opinion. Maybe top eight. You have Jamar Chase, and you have maybe the top receiving core in the league between him, T. Higgins, and Tyler Boyd. I mean, that's probably the best trio of receivers. So you have a great um, young, you know, core there. Beware of the Bengals. What no fluke. I thought last year was a fluke. This ain't no fluke. This team's legit, and this defense is legit. Uh, moving, talking about you know, talking about Tom Brady, man. I you know I'm not the biggest fan of Tom Brady, but I just gotta say this, and I don't want to talk about somebody's personal life too much, but I hope that you know him and his wife did not have a divorce because of football. I really hope because if he came back and gave that up for this. Man, that's sad. This team is six and eight. This team looks bad. Tom don't look like he has no chemistry with any of the receivers. Him and Mike Evans looked unstoppable, you know, the first, the last couple of years. They look like they have no chemistry. Julio Jones ain't playing, ain't finding the field. Chris Godwin's really returning back to form um, from, you know, the injury he had with his ACL. But they don't like they have any chemistry. Rob Kowski's not there. Fournette don't look like he want to be there. Like this team just looks like a team that's over it, that's over Tom Brady, that's done. And Tom Brady, yeah, he's top five in passing yards, but he don't look the same to me. He don't like he has that same fire, that same drive. I really hope, man, I really hope there was more to that, you know, to them, you know, getting a divorce, unfortunately. I really hope there was more to that than just him wanting to come back. Because if you gave all that up for this, man, that's sad, and I hate that. But let's just hope that, you know, they can play well, I guess. I don't know. But I think Tom's going to end up somewhere else next year. I think he's going to play another year. I really do. I think you can see Tom Brady end up at another team. Where that's going to be, I don't know. But this year, he don't look the same. He don't like the Tom Brady that we know. So, you know, hopefully they right the ship. And unfortunately, they're still going to win this division because my Panthers are no good. And I want them to be no good so we can get a high draft pick. The Saints are no good. The Falcons are no good. So they're going to win a division by default and then get bounced in the first round. So moving on, the Vikings, not going to talk much about them because they disappoint me, even though they're 11 and 2 or maybe 12 and 2. They disappoint me. I just, to have that type record and be this, I don't want to say be this bad, but be this mediocre. That's what it feels like. It feels like, you know, even though they're sitting at 11 and 2, they're mediocre. Like, I know that sounds crazy, but. They were down 33 to nothing to the Matt Ryan-led Colts. You know, Matt Ryan's already blown one big lead in the Super Bowl. Then he blew this one, 33 to nothing, and they lost. It's the largest comeback in NFL history. You know, I saw that Justin Jefferson's 438 yards away from breaking Calvin Johnson, a.k.a. Megatron's all-time receiving record, which, you know, that record was going to fall eventually. There's another added game, you know. So that record's going to fall eventually, so... I think he'll get it. I mean, Cousins love Jefferson. He's always open. Jefferson's one of the best, if not the best receiver in the NFL. You guys know I've been going back and forth between him and Devontae Adams. Both of them are the best receivers in the league. You take your pick, whatever, how you want to do it. But he's going to break that record. But this Vikings team, just this defense is horrible. They give it the most, you know, they're last in the NFL and giving up yards. Type of the bend don't break type defense. That don't work. They won't work. It'll come to bite you. And they should have been them here being down 33-0 to the Jeff Saturday led Colts and hopefully this shows everybody that Jeff Saturday isn't the guy for this job and they go out and they hire somebody else but another argument for another day now real quick shout out you know Kyler Murray got injured against the Patriots torn his ACL hopefully he can rebound hopefully he can get you know better from that torn ACL hopefully he recovers quickly you know thoughts and prayers go out to him um and real quick how about them Detroit Lions Winning six out of the last seven games, getting to seven and seven, and is in the playoff hunt. I told you guys, I told you guys to be watching out for this Lions team. 
This Lions team is for real. Jared Goff ain't turned the ball over in like five games. They have elite weapons. Jamison Williamson back. Defense is playing a lot better. Dan Campbell continues to motivate these guys to play hard. Watch out for the Detroit Lions. And I'm going to predict something right here. They're going to make the playoffs. The remaining three games, the Panthers, the Bears, and the Packers. Now, I would love for my Panthers to beat them, but I don't think we are. They're going to lose. They're going to beat the Panthers. They're going to beat the Bears. And I think they're going to beat the Packers. They're going to finish 10 and 7 and make the playoffs. You heard it here. All her thing sports podcast, Detroit Lions make the playoffs. So be on the lookout for them. It excites me, man, because this is a young team that's only going to get better. So really fast, I'm going to take this short break. When I come back, I'm going to hit, give you my picks, give you my power rankings, give you my MVP rankings, and then my rant of the week. All things sports podcast. You got JR. Be right back. All right, now to hit some picks. So I did not get a chance to get my picks out to you guys over the last couple weeks. So right now I'm sitting at 43 and 15 overall. If you've been following this podcast, you would know that I haven't uh, been able to do the picks from day one. So that's why I'm a little bit behind. But right now I'm sitting at 43 and 15 overall. Not a bad record. So Thursday night game this week, Jaguars at Jets. This is actually a hard game. For me to pick um because i kind of want to go with the jack wires which how they've been playing but the jets are trying to make the playoffs so i'm gonna go with the jets and it's at you know uh the jet stadium i'm going with the jets in this one. i think the jets pulled this one out in a close victory um it if if mike white plays definitely going with the jets if zach wilson plays this is a tough pick but i'm still going with the jets i think they pull this one out on the saturday game the christmas eve games you have the Lions at the Panthers. As much as I want my Panthers to win, I'm going with the Detroit Lions. I think, you know, they continue to play great football. Um, defense completes plays great. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I think my Panthers are going to compete, but I think the Lions pull this out in the end. Uh, Bills at the Bears. I got the Bills. Josh Allen starting to look like Josh Allen again. Um, you know, you got Stephon Diggs. You have that defense and starting to play better again. So I think the Bills pull this one out. Um, you have the Saints at the Browns. I have the Browns winning this one. I don't have no trust in the Saints, nor Andy Dalton, nor Dennis Allen, nor that defense, nor anybody on that team, nor Alvin Kamara. I don't have no trust in any of them. Alvin Kamara, normally I like, but didn't do anything for me this year in fantasy, so don't want them to win because of that. <laughs> nah, just kidding. But the Saints are just, a, you know, not a good football team this year. Um, and I think the Browns, they're not a very good football team either, but Deshaun Watson, it's starting to look like Deshaun Watson a little bit. There's glimpses. It's still going to take a year or so or next season to me for him to look like he did at Houston. But Deshaun Watson is actually starting to look like, you know, you see glimpses of him old, you know, D-Watt. So I got the Browns on this one. Plus the same thing will be able to stop Nick Chubb. So I got the Browns. Uh, Texans at the Titans. Give me the Titans in this one. Titans need this game keep their playoff hopes alive uh, sitting at seven and seven after uh, i think it was like a seven and four start so they need this game seahawks at the chiefs this was a tough game for me too because if you don't watch out geno smith can he can beat you in a shootout if you don't watch out uh geno still has been playing great football but it's at kansas city it's at the Chiefs stadium i'm going with the chiefs in this one in a high scoring affair something like 41 38 chiefs um, because that defense, again, like I told you guys, they can't stop nobody. So, Seahawks coming to Arrowhead. I got the Chiefs winning this one, 41-38. Um, the Giants at the Vikings. I'm going to surprise you guys. I'm going to take the Giants. Oh, I know it's at Minnesota. I know Minnesota looks like the better team. I'm taking the Giants in this one. I just don't trust Minnesota. Any team that goes down 33 to nothing against the Colts, it's one thing to lose to them. Kansas City lost to them earlier in the year. It's one thing to lose to them. That's another thing to be down. 33 to nothing at halftime. Give me the Giants. Bengals at Patriots. The Patriots need this game, especially after that debacle against the Raiders where they threw that backwards lateral. Chandler Jones caught it and scored. One of the dumbest plays I think I've ever seen in my life. Don't know why you would do that. But anyway, they need this game. Um, but the Bengals are too much. I'm telling you, Joe Burrow is too much for defenses. I got the Bengals winning this one. Uh, going into Foxborough and winning this game. Um, 
You have next the Falcons at the Ravens. Give me the Ravens, whether it's Lamar, whether it's Tyler Huntley, it don't matter. Give me the Ravens. Um, the Commanders at the 49ers. Give me the 49ers. I think that defense is going to, uh, you know, give Tyler, Taylor Henneke a, a rough day. Uh, Nick Bosa is going to be all over the field. Armstead, Fred Warner, they're going to be everywhere. So give me the 49ers in this one. And the offense continues to play well. Uh, I don't think the Commanders can stop them. So 49ers. Eagles at Cowboys. I'm going to surprise you guys. I'm taking the Cowboys, um, especially with the news of Jalen Hurts possibly not playing. If he don't play, definitely the Cowboys. But even if he plays, even if he was 100%, I'm going with the Cowboys. I know it sounds crazy. I just said all that about them, but I think this is a game they get. I really do. Raiders at Steelers. Give me the Raiders in that one. That's the end of your Saturday games. Now, the Sunday Christmas Day games, you have the Packers at the Dolphins. Give me the Dolphins. This is a game that they need. Um, they have to win to keep the playoffs hopes alive. So I'm going Dolphins in this one. They're at home. Broncos at the Rams. Both of these teams stink. I really don't care about either team. Don't care about either quarterback. But I guess I'm going with the Rams. And Buccaneers at Cardinals. Give me the Bucs. Um, Kyler, Murray, Kyler Murray, again, is out with ACL. Colt McCoy suffered concussion this past week. Uh, give me the Bucs. And last but not least, the Monday night game, Chargers at Colts. Give me the Chargers. Um, I think Justin Herbert goes in there and plays a great game. Now, moving on, the all-things sports power rankings. Coming in at number 10. I know it. Don't laugh at me. Maybe I'm on like this high with them. The Detroit Lions. <laughs> I got to give Detroit Lions number 10 in my power ranking. Six out of the last seven, playing elite football. Give me the Detroit Lions at number 10. Number nine. The Baltimore Ravens. Um, I know Lamar's been out, but Tyler Huntley, Huntley has still been playing great. Number eight, give me the Minnesota Vikings. Just don't trust in them a lot. At number seven, give me the Los Angeles Chargers. They starting to play a little better because they've gotten healthier. As soon as they get Joey Bosa back, listen, the Chargers can be one of them teams that can scare you in the playoffs. I know they've been so inconsistent the last you know, few games. I know they haven't been what everybody thought they have been. I told you I thought they were the um, – What's the word I'm looking for? I thought they were the bust of the season or the most overrated team or under not bust. I'm sorry. I thought they were the most underperforming team so far this season. They have so much more talent than what they're uh, I think they're eight and six than that record shows. But they have had a lot of injuries, so I can't hold that against them. But this team did not perform like I thought they would. I thought this team would be at 10, 11, maybe even 12 wins by now with the talent they have. But give me the Chargers at seven. At number six, give me the Dallas Cowboys. Dropped them one spot from my last power rankings. They just continue to, you know, play down to their competition sometimes, and then they end up getting beat by the Jags. So give me them at six. At number five, the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, I'm telling you, this team continues to scare me, continue to climb up my power rankings. They're a great offense, great defense. At number four, I had to drop this team two spots because of their last performance, and I know it may surprise some of you guys. Kansas City Chiefs. I have them at number four. Uh, you have to drop a couple spots after the last couple weeks. There was a 27-0 against the Broncos. You let them come all the way back, and you barely beat them. And then to go into overtime with the Houston Texans, it's really not because of the offense. I mean, the offense could have played better, I'm sure, but they scored 34 points and then 20, and then 34 in, against the Texans. So, get me – you know, I had to drop them at four because of this defense. This defense is just not uh, what it needs to be. And Patrick Mahomes could have played better in that first game. Now, he does have 11, 11 interceptions on the season, which I don't put much stock into that. I mean, everybody has high turnovers, or not high turnovers, but you're going to see a lot of interceptions because the way the game is played right now. I mean, Josh, Josh Allen has a ton of turnovers. Like It's just how the game is played. So, um, But it's just defense, man. This defense isn't great. And the offense probably play a little better, but I had to drop them two spots. Coming in at number three, the Buffalo Bills, they continue to get better. Looks like Josh Allen getting healthier. This team, if they can regain that form that we saw the first two or three games of the season, they're going to be scary. Uh, number two, the San Francisco 49ers continue to play great defense and great football. And at number one, the Philadelphia Eagles, best team in the NFL record-wise, uh, best team in the NFC. Jalen Hurts continues to show why he deserves to be an MVP. Um, now, getting into my power rankings, or excuse me, my MVP rankings. Coming in at number five, I still have Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa has been a force on the best defense in the NFL. At number four, I still have Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow continues to lead this team, Cincinnati team, in a great you know uh, path towards the playoffs. At number three, I have Josh Allen. 
you know, that Josh Allen does everything for the offense. Run pass, jump pass, jump cartwheel pass, jump Superman pass. <laughs> you guys get it. He does everything. Um, so this is what I've been struggling with, guys. I'm not going to lie to you. So if I'd have done this show last week, I'd have had Jalen Hurts at number one and Patrick Mahomes at number two. Jalen Hurts, as of last week, to me, took the spot over. But after this week of games, I, I think I have Patrick Mahomes back in the league, guys. It's, this race is so tough. Like, I, I, I honestly, maybe you give it to Jalen Hurts since they're 13-1. and one, But also, you got Patrick Mahomes leading the league in every passing category just about. So, and his team is, you know, 10-4. and four, But then you have a... 13 or 10 or 11 and 3, sorry. And then you have a 13 and 1 Phillies team, like (laughs) Philadelphia team. Like, who is the MVP right now? I really think that it is neck and neck between these two. And I think each week it changes. Last week, you can ask those as close to me and talk. I had Jalen Burt, the Jalen Burts. I had Jalen Hurts at number one. This week, I think Patrick Mahomes jumped him. Patrick Mahomes was darn near perfect. 36 of 41, 347 yards and three touchdowns. I don't, and Jalen Hurts threw two picks this last game. So I think as of right now, all things sports MVP rankings, December 19th on a Monday, I have Patrick Mahomes at one, Jalen Hurts two, Josh Allen three, Joe Burrow four, and Nick Bosa five. But the Patrick Mahomes at one, it's a slight one. It ain't like an overwhelming. It's a slight one. Um, but yeah, that's where I'm at. So those are my power rankings and my MVP rankings. Real quick, before I get out of here, my rant of the week. NFL keeps talking about player safety. I don't want to hear about player safety anymore. Um, the players have been begging for, you know, just normal grass and not this turf, just a grass field. Um, I think Kyler Murray tore his ACL because of that. If you watch the clip, look like his leg, his knee kind of got stuck. Or his foot kind of got stuck and his knee kind of twisted. You see a lot of these injuries. Cooper Cup with his ankle, claiming it was the turf. You see a lot of these injuries of these guys getting hurt with ankles and foot and knees because they're saying the turf. You know, when they go to plant, you know, it's not a grass surface. So instead of, you know, planting and slipping, they're planting and it's staying. NFL, if you care about the, the safety of your players, listen to them. Listen to what they're voicing. Listen to what they're saying and get rid of turf. It makes no sense to still have turf. You have the money. Get grass fields so these guys can stop getting hurt. It seems like to me, you know, injuries are always part of the game. It's going to be you got, you know, guys in pads, you know, that's muscular and run fast and that's built and that trains for this hitting each other. There's going to be injuries. But it feels like we've seen a lot more injuries, a lot more leg injuries as of lately. So, NFL, if you care about player safety, go to a grass field. That's all for the All Things Sports Podcast. Um, on this, you know, beautiful Monday. Uh, as always, I appreciate you guys tuning in. I appreciate all my listeners. I appreciate all those that share. Please continue to share. Please continue to voice. Get this podcast out there. Um, Apple, Apple Podcast, Spotify. You can go to the Anchor site to look at it. It's even on iHeart or Radio as well. Continue to share it. And get the word out. This is the All Things Sports Podcast with your guy Jr. Peace out. Hope y'all have a great night great evening whenever it is that you're listening to this whether it's tomorrow whenever it is as always again i appreciate it but you guys are i'm out